Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, welcome to the Hollywood Life Podcast. We are very excited today. We've got a special guest who we like seriously have about 50,000 questions for. And I'm here with Ali Stagnita, our editorial coordinator, who is also a big fan of this person who is here with us. And so, with no further ado, let me introduce you to Chris Bukowski of The Bachelor Nation. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining. So, you have been on so many Bachelor shows. You have been on Bachelorette for a season with Emily Maynard. And you crashed another season of Bachelorette. You've been on Bachelor in Paradise twice, and you've been on Bachelor Pad. And you also happen to be very good friends with the new Bachelor, whose season we're looking forward to starting in January, Ari Luya. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, we spent so much time practicing his name, and in the moment I was going to say it, it evaporated. We are going to have to get good at this because we're going to be saying it a lot this season. Lewandyke, Lewandyke, Lewandyke. Okay, I've got it. Uh, Don't you mess me up, Allie. (laughs) (laughs) So, Chris, now here's the remarkable thing you're here in our Hollywood Life podcast studio. You've done all of these Bachelor shows. You have been a, a, an important member of the Bachelor Nation, though I know you have retired from that, but you are still single. Why is that? Why have you not been able to find love? That's a good question. Um, you know, I did. I, I was in a great relationship for a couple of years um, that recently ended. Um, not in bad ways by any, by any means, but um, there's still some hope there, maybe. Oh. There's still some hope. Um, How long have you been split? Like three weeks. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's it's fresh. It's fresh. So, um, yeah. So you could still you could still reignite the flame. Like the love is still there. There's potential. Yeah. There's Did still. she dump you? It was kind of a mutual thing. You know, we lived together for a year, the second part of our relationship, and it just uh, wasn't working out um, oh. living together. So, um, yeah. Well, that is a problem if you're going to get married, right? So yeah. we're seeing, you know, being separate, how that kind of works out, and then. Maybe uh, the timing could be right later on. Well, I hope it wasn't because you were like leaving your socks and underwear on the floor. Mm. Well, yeah. That's, yeah. That was another reason. But, that uh, was one of the reasons. Small reason, small reason. But oh. What were some <laughs> of the big reasons? You know, honestly, it's because, you know, I have so much going on and I was traveling a lot. Um, right. So, you know, she has more of a traditional job where she's, you know, in L.A. and does that kind of thing. And I'm in Chicago or D.C. or New York. Um, so... Yeah, that was that was a big issue. Yeah, long distance is definitely a problem in a relationship. Yeah. And you are kind of divided full when you're traveling a lot, but you're really divided between LA where you have a creative agency. Yep. Like a, is it like an ad agency? It's a digital agency. So we we do we build websites, we do apps, um, social media, SEO, SEM, pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. 
I see. And then in Chicago, where which is your original hometown, yes. you have a restaurant called the uh, uh, Bracket Room. Yes. And it's a sports bar. Correct. Yeah. I'm so, sports. That's our fourth location. So we have three others in D.C. as well. So that's why you're traveling a lot. Correct. And, I mean, this is a problem that happens to a lot of bachelor and bachelorettes because, of course, they they fall in love, they get engaged, and then they live in two different cities. Mm-hmm. So it's something that they have to contend with as well. Right. Now, when you met your ex, possibly future girlfriend again, did she know that you were from Bachelor Nation? Like, was she a fan? How did you go about after being on all those shows? Right. Than being tough. with someone. Dating in general, like even while I was going through all the shows and after the shows was tough because a lot of people already knew who I was. Right. So it kind of takes away from like that whole like getting to know somebody because they already knew. Mm-hmm. You know, or at least theory. they thought they exactly. knew. Right. So, you know, the first day it's usually like kind of cool because you're like, well, you don't know like anything about this person. These girls, they would come and just like have everything on me already know everything so that they would have watched like the entire season or just google me you Uh know um but i guess you can do that with most people these days but um with carly um actually carly's her name i know i got for you listeners like for a moment i thought oh wait he dated carly waddell before she met Evan, you but had no, me I was, thinking for yeah. a second. There. <laughs> I was wrong. It's a different Carly. Different Carly, yeah. So we, um, I actually knew her for like ten years. She was uh, my college roommate's uh, cousin, um, and then when I moved out to LA, I was like looking for a friend, and she was living there. So I hit her up on Facebook, and then um, we hung out, and then we just dated for two years. Um, so she's a cool chick. Oh, you guys can't see, but he's smiling. I feel like they're going to get <laughs> back together. We'll see what happens. Well, you know, I think in, in modern relationships, too, there's a lot of times when um, love, like romances, and then marriages do have to go through times of long distance. And so we hope that you two can work it out. Yeah. Because as long as you don't um, do things that you shouldn't do when you're apart, were right. you loyal? Like, I was 100% loyal. What are some of the things you shouldn't be doing when we're apart? Uh, dating other women or hooking up. Right. Yeah. Oh, you're just, I'm good. Okay, I'm you're good. good. I'm clean. You were loyal. We should call her on. You heard it here, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, at least that. But so when you're dating, the problem is, is that people can Google you and they can look up videos about you. Oh, yeah. And I kind of feel like that video that I just watched, um, it refreshed the season of Bachelor um, in Paradise for me uh-huh. of you being completely... Yeah like blitzed, blottoed, drunk. I don't even remember it. Why did you do that? Why were you so drunk? Listen, I was, I was locked up in this house for like, well, not a house, but you know, before I went on like, like six days, I was bored. I was losing weight because the food there was horrible. Wait, the bachelor in paradise. Yeah. um, The food's not good in paradise. No, everything's horrible. Not paradise. Um, What do you mean? Not paradise oh it's not really paradise it's not really paradise I they see. make it look like it is yeah. but it's not um yeah and it was like 10 a.m they're like all right you're going on set now and you know then there's like here's a vodka soda I'm like okay <laughs> and then there's two vodka sodas before i even like have breakfast so i was just but you accepted that i accepted it yeah i drank it and um you know just loosen up a little bit but um yeah once i kind of got there i was like this you know, there was no one there for me coming into the game in the middle. Just... So Tenley, because Tenley, I think, had her eye on you. No, I, I mean, I knew Tenley beforehand. Um, so she's more of like a friend. Oh, what so you... made you go on in the first place to Paradise? Like, tell us a little bit about that so process. The first time or second time? The first time. First time. Uh, I mean, yeah, they just asked me to come back on and I was excited because it was a new show. Mm-hmm. It was the first season. Um, so 
I had no problem saying yes to that one. The second time around, they were actually, they didn't tell this part of the story. I was actually going there to find a date to my sister's wedding. <laughs> right. But the I one just, that you ended up getting so drunk. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Then I'm like, yeah, there's no, my, my sister wouldn't accept any of those girls at her wedding anyway. So Why? Um, Why is that? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> she should have taken Ashley. I don't even know who that is. Ashley, she's the, she's the virgin. No, no. No? Well, she's a cool girl, but she's... Wouldn't have, wouldn't have gone over at your sister's wedding. Well, she probably would have been fine. She wasn't into it. No, not into it. So you got there, and you realized that there was nobody that you were going to have a connection with. Right. You could just tell. I just knew it, yeah. Yeah. So I just, you know... So you just might as well get Enjoy my booze. time. Exactly. <laughs> free booze, a little bit of the beach, then waking up the next day, and we're like, oh, damn, I really just did that. Yeah, and we... And then, so then, there you are in infamy for anybody else who wants to date you, and they're going to be, hmm, is well, he a drunk? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not. So that's the thing. Is right. like So people that know me know that I'm not. Um, Do you feel like they gave you a bad edit, or did, was that really how you acted? Uh, no, I mean, there was probably a lot of things that were probably a lot worse that they didn't show. <laughs> okay. Um, so whatever, it was fine. Um, but at the same time, I, I do disagree with them allowing me to get to that point without kind of tucking me away. And Oh, well, that's very interesting that um, you're bringing that up because of course, you know about what happened this season. Right. Well, the way I look at it, you know, as a, as a restaurant. Corinne and DeMario. Yeah, as listen, as a restaurant owner, like we cut people off at the bar because we're responsible for them. You know, once they leave the bar or even if they're still in the bar. Um, right. Because you don't want to be responsible for them getting in a car. Getting hurt or right. anything. Anything. Or getting sick. So mm-hmm. I take 99% of the blame, but still there's that 1% where I could have been. I mean, listen, I've been on the show five times. They could have helped me out a little bit. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so, but that just didn't happen. Just, just while we're on the subject of um, getting, of cutting off drinking or not cutting off drinking, do you think that they should have cut Corinne and DeMario off from drinking before it got to the point where she was taking off her clothes in the pool and they were doing, getting very sexual? Right. Well, I mean, as adults, you know, we're responsible for our actions. Um, so, you know, we can drink and we, and we do a lot of that on the show. Um, from a producer's perspective, I just think they're responsible for kind of, you know, guiding us in, you know, the right direction and not in a direction that could put us in harm. Um, you know, not saying that that was something that was like, um, you know, produced that whole scene or whatever actually happened there, but you know, it's something that they allowed the, you know, to even get there. Right. Um, so you know, it's very gray. I mean, I don't even know all the details and obviously nothing really happened from it, but, um, you know, it was a topic. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, because I guess it's the first time that the set's ever been shut down and everybody right. sent home. Right. And I think, um, I can't remember what came out from it, but I think she, she may have been taking some prescription medication for something, for allergies mm-hmm. or something that they didn't know about. Who knows? But, you know, there is... A fine line in these shows and it's interesting that you kind of felt that you wish they'd cut you off too right did you see other uh situations like that oh yeah all the time oh really people just drinking yeah too but much. usually like on the you know like on the bachelorette like therapy guys are just smashed you know but they it's not really airworthy you know but for me it was like you <laughs> well know. we did see people on some of the ep- uh, the episodes and seasons jumping in the pool closed oh yeah. oh yeah yeah um but for me i was literally there for one day you know, I was planning to be there for, you know, a week or whatever, but, um, so yeah, they just, right, you didn't end up asking anybody out on the date night. No, I right. think I'm actually might've asked Tenley 
I don't remember doing that, but I, I supposedly <laughs> did that. Um, but no, I just ended up giving my date card away to, I don't remember who, and they got to take the date. Mm-hmm. So let's just go back. Why did you decide to go on The Bachelorette in the first place? Were you truly looking to find love? Honestly, I never watched a show prior to going on it. Um, my friend Shannon that I grew up with, one of my best friends, she signed me up to be like the next Bachelor. Um, and then... I was living in New York at the time and I was getting emails from casting like, Oh, come to our casting call. And I'm like, this is, I would never, you know? Um, and I moved to Chicago like in two months and they had like a casting call right next to my condo. And I just went over there and met with them and they told me who like the girl would potentially be. And I'm like, all right, she's right up my alley. And uh, that was Emily Maynard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, I'll take it more when seriously. When you say she's up your alley, was, do you have a look like you like blondes? I mean, naturally attracted to blondes, mm-hmm. um, which I should probably get away from. Is, Car- <laughs> is Carly blonde? Oh, yeah. She's blonde. Um, but yeah, so she's just, you know, Southern Belle, sweet, uh, seemingly innocent. But uh, yeah, I was all about her. And then when I went home and told my mom, my mom's, my mom watched, you know, she like, oh, I love Emily. She's great. So um, they casted me like a week later. So Emily was your type. And did you actually think I could be ready to get married at that point? Not at that point, no. Um, but when I went on, you know, honestly, going into it, I didn't even think I'd make it past like the first day after like watching it. Um, but then when I got there, you know, you kind of meet the guys and like, oh, you can tell like who's actually there like for real and who's not. Um, and then once you're kind of like in the scene, then you kind of like, while well, you're like, start like falling in love with this girl. Cause that's like the only girl that you have any like interaction <laughs> with, you know? And then it's like a competitive thing. Cause we're all guys, you know, fighting right. over this one girl. So, I mean, when I got, you know, to hometowns, I was like, I was like writing down like how I'm going to like, how this is going to work out. Like if I have to marry, you know, if I'm proposing to her, you know, she has a kid, where are we going to live? Um, so you were mentally I was ser- all in. Wow. So you yeah. seriously fell in love with her. Um, in in bachelor world, you know, like that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. What I don't do you mean think by I was. That? In, you know, I haven't really. You know, I don't throw that word around loosely, but I did on that show because it was just that's the show, you know. And um, I I guess I almost kind of regret it because I don't think I really like fully meant it. Um, but you did say it, so you told in the her. moment. Yeah, yes. you know, in the moment. Um, I mean, there was. I mean, I spent like two days. You know, I can't fall in love with someone too. Wow. Maybe. That's it? That's the only amount of time? Pretty much, yeah. But you said, but you went to hometown and you were thinking, how are we going to make this all work? And right. she's got a son. So you were thinking enough after the two days to... Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you're, like I said, you're only focused on her. So it's like, um, it kind of speeds things up. Whereas like in the normal world, things take a lot more time. Well, and because you know everyone else is doing it, right, too. Exactly. That you're like, I have to be on par with them. Exactly. Because what if they're saying, I love you, I have I'm to, not. too. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's competition, in theory. So, it, it, and in terms of, like, falling in love on The Bachelor, mm-hmm. do you think, do most of the people who end up proposing and accepting, have they really only spent a total of two or three days together? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. I mean, you know, the group dates and that stuff, I, I don't really count that because you're with a bunch of people mm-hmm. until you get, like, real one-on-one time with someone, like a date, or, you know, they got to meet your family and all that stuff. Like, that's real time. Um, but, yeah, I think at the end of most of these, I think, it, you know, the people are just more in love with the idea of, the, you know, of being in love um, than actually being in love. 
that's why most of them don't work out. And what about the uh, fantasy suites? Uh, you know, unfortunately, I didn't make it to that. Um, <laughs> I got caught right before that, so that was the whole reason I went on the show. But no. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently, you know, Emily didn't even have fantasy suites on her season because she had her daughter. So, um, um, yeah, it, you know, it goes down in there. Yeah, yeah, so they do it. It goes down. Yeah. Well, so that's another opportunity to be <laughs> oh, in, absolutely. together to talk and to see if you have a physical connection. I would say that's the best opportunity right after hometown dates. But we all know, I mean, realistically, like your first night with somebody that you've got a crush on, like a serious crush on, is is usually really great. Yeah. So you really can't, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work out. Right. Like it can be misleading for a long term to have one fabulous night. Absolutely. Well, do you think it's more weird that some of them do work out? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, no, because the percentages are pretty low, right? Um, but in even in real life, the percentages are pretty low in relationships that well, like end 50. up being married. Well, that's true. You know, yeah. well, I'm that's you know, after well, people like, who get married stuff, yeah, but even like you know, you know, we have a relationship and most of the time that relationship doesn't turn into marriage, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, if you look at it, it's kind of pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just kind of like throwing it at your face. Like this is what's going to happen. It's like, it, it's almost like an arranged marriage, except you choose right. between your final few. Yeah. So when you went, when you were sent home, did you think I, I still want to be part of bachelor nation? Like I want to continue to be part of this or were you heartbroken or, oh, you I was know, devastated when you went home in the limo, you, you were you devastated because oh, yeah. yeah. you lost or because you felt like you lost love. Both. Hmm. So you really, it's almost like you get, uh, uh, what is it? Like brainwashed. Oh yeah, for sure. Into love. Yeah. You're hypnotized the whole time. And it's, do you think it's, do, we, do you seriously not see another woman for the, how many weeks were you there? Like six. And is it all male crew? I mean, there's female crew, but you're like forbidden to talk with them unless it's like producer interviewing you. Mm-hmm. So that you and you don't have TV, no TV, internet, phone, nothing. Can't so work out. you we get thirty minutes to work out. Well, a day? A day, yeah. I wonder why just thirty minutes. They don't want you out of the room for more than thirty minutes. They want you always with people. Other, yeah. Also, I heard that it's because when you work out, it releases endorphins that like make you happy and they want like your hormones raging. That's a good, good <laughs> That's point. That's what I heard. <laughs> That's a good point. But yeah, we worked out, but like at the bachelor house, you don't work out at the bachelor house. There's no weights or no weight room or anything. That's why Chad would lift with his um, luggage. Yeah, right. That's crazy. Crazy. Um, but yeah, when you start traveling, like they usually let you go to the weight rooms in the hotels. Oh. Yeah. Boy, I would find that. Didn't you find yourself completely claustrophobic? Yeah, so we all went crazy um, when we were in, uh, I think it was Czech Republic. And there was like six of us, and we were staying in this like ancient, like historical hotel, like that's like sacred. And we all like tried to sneak out of this window. And we were like on the ceiling of this hotel, on the roof of this hotel, right? And these locals are yelling and screaming at us. And we almost got kicked out. Like the whole production, we almost got kicked out of the hotel. We were in so much trouble. But like we just wanted to get out. You know, the rooms are small in Europe. You know, right. we're just like, and there's like six dudes in there and just sick of each other. And yeah. That's and, where Ari was your roommate, correct? Ari Lewandike. You know, oddly enough, um, Ari was from the very beginning was the bed next to me, um, in Charlotte. 
Um, so my bunk was here and his was here. And then when we started traveling, it was me, him and Jeff that would room together. So do you think he is ready to make a final commitment? I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't answer that for him, but I mean, he is, you know, he's older. He's 36, I believe. And, um, the best thing I like about Ari is like, he's like, you know, you'll get an honest, you'll see a very transparent person. Um, and he's like a real bachelor, like successful, like in real life, um, which I think is cool. Um, but I can't tell you if he's going to, you know, this could be just like a really good opportunity for him to, you know, maybe possibly find someone. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing if it's with someone maybe from the show or right after the show, I'm guessing it'll happen soon. So, but it, cause I think you have to do, do I think you have to pretty much go on thinking you're going to find somebody. It's only really been once was that guy who didn't, the one guy who didn't propose and everybody was so, the fans were so upset. Yeah. I mean, Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The producers really want that. Yeah. You know. They want you to find love. Right. Yeah. So he'll do it. He'll propose. Were you surprised when they announced him as The Bachelor? Yeah, I had no idea. Honestly, I wasn't really, I was trying to like, kind of like not watch too much um mm-hmm. and then i woke up and like uh, my phone's like wow oh, ari's the bachelor i'm like what how is that even possible uh so i didn't even know that he was you know a possibility i knew he was a couple years ago when um they uh chose chris souls mm-hmm. um when i thought ari should have been the bachelor then um so yeah i was pretty i was shocked that it was that it was ari and do you would you ever consider being the bachelor I mean, I don't even know. I think I'm thrown off of those shows for a while. So, <laughs> is that because of your your drunken? I don't know about behavior? that. But at this point, I think I've worn my welcome. But um, uh, you know, it could have been a cool opportunity. But I think I'm just too busy right now with other things that are important to me. That it's not something I would consider. Yeah, because you have to take a fair bit of time off. Right now, for the person who's the bachelor or the bachelorette, like the guys or the women are kept cooped up. Yep. So that they can have all these interactions and get upset with each other and create drama. But for the bachelor, the bachelorette, what about them? Are they allowed to have more freedom? Yeah. I remember from, um, Emily season, like she was able to have like an iPad or not an iPad, like a, um, uh, what's a phone, not the phone. I didn't have a phone, but an iPod uh, music. Yes. An iPod. We don't, do we do those anymore? We don't do those anymore. I have one. A lot of people don't. Yeah. Um, so she had like an iPod and, you know, she was able to, I mean, she had her kid that was traveling around with her. So she had a, you know, a kid. Yeah. That's to hang hard. Out with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're pretty cooped up. Um, they have their own little, you know, handler producer that is just kind of by their side all the time. And, you know, it's, it's a good ride, but they're probably lonely themselves. Now, one of the things that I've always wondered is when you're watching the show, and the bachelor or the bachelorette is having their one-on-one dates. Most of them until recently, like Rachel was, was different because she really, uh, and Ben, I thought was a bit better. She asked serious questions about what her bachelorettes, I mean, no bachelors 
what they thought about their goals in life and about how they want to raise their kids. Like she actually asked the kind of questions you really would want to know. But a lot of the time the conversation is always, well, how do you feel about me? And I can see myself falling for you and I can see a future together, but they're not actually really talking. Like do those conversations did they happen for you and Emily? Do they happen? Yeah, they happen for me. Uh, you know, my whole theory on this whole thing is, you know, they, the lead finds who they think will be like the final five person, like on the first, first couple of days, you know? So throughout like those next few episodes that you see, a lot of the conversations are just like nonchalant because there's really no chemistry there already, but they're trying to carry on a show. Um, but you know, as you get to the later, later episodes, then there's definitely more serious conversations. Um, you know, at least in my experience. Um, and I think it makes sense because it would be hard for me to have like a romantic or like a deep conversation with someone that I really wasn't interested in. Um, so, you know, for them, they kind of have to go with it. Yeah. And also, how do you fall in love with somebody if you don't even know what they really think? Right. How can you even think about marrying somebody if you have completely different ideas about what your life should be and whether you want kids right. and yeah, it's tough. Like I said, I think most of it's just falling in love with the idea of falling in love. Definitely. Uh-huh. So when you retired, you mentioned that your appearances on bachelor shows really hurt your relationship with your parents. Mm-hmm. How is that now? Have you, it's fine. And, um, and how did it hurt the relationship mm-hmm. with your parents? You know what? It, it, it hurt them because you know, they were never on TV. They were on TV, like, you know, on Emily season and, um, right for the hometown. Visit. Hometowns, yeah. Did they think you were just crazy? No, I mean, they, <laughs> they, I mean, my dad probably did, but like, you know, it was, it was great. My whole family was like, my extended family was there and, uh, it was really cool to see my you know parents after not seeing them for so long. And I'm super close with them. And, uh, for them, it was more like they weren't used to, you know, reading things about me, uh, on the media or hearing things or, people saying bad things about me and like, um, you know, it took, you know, it took a toll on them and, you know, they're used to, you know, hearing good things about me, you know, from my friends, from my family, from the people that actually matter. Um, so it took a toll on them and my, you know, they kind of got like obsessed with like seeing what people were writing about me or what people were commenting on blogs or, or whatnot. And I get it. Like, it's tough. It was tough for me to read it. I mean, you know, the stuff I, you know, got on Twitter and on Facebook and all that stuff. I mean, I wasn't ready for it. There's no way to really prepare for it if you never really had that, that platform. So, you know, and that was happening for them. And then we were just kind of fighting about it. I'm like, you know, can't, you know, take that to heart. And it just, you know, me and my dad kind of had a, a little rift. But, I mean, we're good now. Mm-hmm. So I'm really close to my parents. And what did they think about Emily, well, truly, when you brought her home? Were I- they really down with the idea that you could get married to her? I mean, secretly, probably not. But um, my mom, she can play it off like she just wants me to be happy. And my dad, you know, we're super blue collar Chicago, you know, Midwest people. And when we brought Emily, you know, she's from the she's Southern Belle. Like, you know, she's totally different than, you know, how my family is. So it was definitely like a little bit of a culture shock. Um, But uh, yeah, I I don't think anybody in my family thought I was actually going to marry her. Um, well, I guess it must be sort of weird though, you know, when your son and it's all filmed and you have to meet this girl or they have to meet a guy. Um, do you think, have you met, uh, Rachel? Like, have you met the new bachelorette? I've never met Rachel. Did you meet Nick Vile? Oh yeah. I know Nick real well. Yeah. I was about to say you both are from Chicago. Yeah. I know Nick real well. Why? 
can Nick not find I, love? I literally was going to ask the same question. Yeah. What um, do you think? Isn't he been Bachelor twice now? Just the once. Oh, no, once. once but, he was, but he's been on so many shows. The Runner Bachelor, up yeah. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's just, a, you know, he just likes a single life. <gasps> so um, then why did he do The Bachelor? And he made Vanessa move to L.A. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, that kind of sucked. But, like, <laughs> yeah. the opportunity was on his doorstep and he was going to run with it. Because, I mean, he's been through the good, the bad, the ugly. And then he had the opportunity to, like, you know, really either solidify his image and kind of. Yes, as a playboy. Yeah, I mean, that's what ended up when he, <laughs> you know, didn't end up staying with uh, Vanessa. But, um, I mean, for him, it was an opportunity he couldn't turn down. No way. Can you give any details on what he's doing now? Is he um, dating anyone? I don't think he's dating anyone. Honestly, I haven't really talked to him recently. I talked to him a lot more before he was on the show. Um, and then just a couple times after. But uh yeah, he's got I think he's got his own like grooming line or something going mm-hmm. on, you know, doing his social media stuff. And I mean, if you have a hard time dating now, I would imagine that a lot of women would take a steer clear of Nick Vile. You'd be surprised. Uh, you know, <laughs> but they might. The thing is, they would like him for the wrong reasons, oh, just for fame mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, and that was the worst thing too. With you know, dating in general was like you didn't even know if these girls even liked you. <laughs> you know, they just were kind of right. wanted to be part of that ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it tough. Well, do you think that? I mean, it seemed like Vanessa seemed very genuine. Mm-hmm. She didn't seem like the type who just wanted fame, though I guess it's kind of weird for anybody to go on the show. Right. I mean, I guess they must think it'd be a fun experience. It's happening a lot more now. I think it's a lot less uh, authentic than it was before, and that's why I think Ari's back. It's because I think back all the way back to my se- uh, Emily season was when it was still about, like, actually finding love. Um, and, like, you know, it wasn't, like, social media wasn't, like, Instagram wasn't really there yet. It was just happening. And now it's, like, you know, People can get this Instagram following, make some money, and you know, with advertising, and gummy bears, whatever, and teeth whitening, teeth whitening, all that stuff. So they see it as an opportunity, um, which is fine. But at the same time, it kind of takes away from the the purpose of the show, right? Well, I mean, I have to say, I was a little upset to find that Corinne Olympias was on both Bachelor and went far with Nick, Mm -hmm. and then did Bachelor in Paradise, and then we find out she had a boyfriend the whole time. Like that, I want it to be authentic. Right. See, I think a lot of, of, of the viewers are, are buying into the romance of it. Right. You want a fairy tale, you want a happy ending. And so it, it bothered me that she went in not truly looking for love, like clearly. And honestly, I think that's probably about 75% of the people. Not truly looking for love. Yeah. And you don't think the producers can do a good enough job of, of weeding them out. I think the producers want people like that because they create the characters. And then those people, that 15%, that four to five people that are serious about it, those are the ones that are going to make it to the end. Yeah. But then you have to count on there being chemistry between your bachelor or bachelorette. They make it happen. Yeah. They make it happen. They make it happen. Well, and speaking on that, I mean, tell us a little bit about when you were put right in the middle of the driveway, like you said, for um, Andy's first night. Yeah, yeah. like how Andy did Dorfman's that happen? <laughs> yeah, I actually reached out because I was, you know, kind of interested in Andy and like, oh, yeah, come on. But wait, she's not your She's type. a brunette. Yeah. She's a brunette. I know. Well, that's why I was trying to change things right there. <laughs> you were like, maybe if I went for a different hair color, I'll find love. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I went out there and, um, you know, I th- thought I was at least going to have the opportunity to talk to her, according to them. but. I was just not, I mean, I would take that 
that's the only thing I would actually take back. I would take that back over my drunken last episode <laughs> just because it was just like a waste of time, first of all. Um, and, you know, it was just ridiculous. So you were led to believe that you would get to meet her? Yeah, and potentially, you know, join the season. And then what do you think happened? They just wanted drama? They wanted me to run up the driveway when they had like guys like holding me back, theory, and like make a scene, try to talk to her, but I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> You so, chickened out. But, it, you know, I got two free drinks out of it. And, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So. Well, and how they edited it was like, oh, my God, Chris is here. Right. They made it seem like, and they made it seem like you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, do you feel like they did it to kind of make it out like you were this like desperate guy, like coming in, like trying to Probably. get her? Like, yeah. oh, did that make you? Is that part of the reason why you were so done with um, Bachelor Nation? Well, I mean, I still did it after that happened. Right. So. Um, but the reason why I was, you know, when I did my retirement letter and stuff, <laughs> the reason why I went back on paradise was to like, kind of try to fix my, exactly. Image, you know, um, <laughs> we that's, saw how that worked out. Well, the first time around was fine, but the last time was, was, um, you know, I don't really remember it, but <laughs> it was, that's, you know, it's a, it was a trying thing for me, even, you know, all the way from bachelor pad, which is trying to fix my image, fix my image. And like, and then it was just like, every time you go back, you just know too much of what's going on. So it's just. You know, it's not genuine. And, you just... and now Andy, is she single now? So have you ever tried to get in no, touch with her? She's not my type. Oh, <laughs> wait a second. Well, why were you interested in her before? Well, that was, that was like three years ago. So, you know. So she switched to not your before, type? Before he got to know her on TV. Yeah, exactly. I, um, you know, I went back to blondes. I was brunettes for like, I think that. I'm just kidding. That's Sometimes I think that's why guys date me because they're like, let me just try a redhead. No, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that could be true. <laughs> so what kind of a woman are you looking for? Um, like, what are the, aside from blonde hair? Yeah, I mean, that's more of a joke. I'm just naturally attracted to the blonde girls, I guess. But I mean, someone that's just driven as me, that's career orientated, um, that's passionate, that has, you know, strong family values um and someone that you know can kind of live parallel to me but at the same time we can like lean on each other and not be competitive with each other mm-hmm. instead of support each other instead of support each other um and i think that you know that's a lot of things that happen in a relationship is you know a lack of support or a lack of trust and that really is a relationship killer um so but that's tough i mean it's tough for anyone to trust anybody um in general um i know i have that issue so um yeah, I mean, someone that's independent, you know, and, and kind of hungry to, like, live the life the fullest. Would you, do you do dating apps? No. I mean, like I said, I'm newly kind of... On, newly single. Yeah. And maybe theory. not even. Right. I don't know. I don't know what I am, to be honest with you. Um, it's been a really tough, stressful kind of um, few weeks here. So I'm um, just trying to stay busy. What, why, why do you think that the relationships that have come out, well, first, actually, before I ask that, why do you think the Bachelor in Paradise seems to have a better success rate? Like, there seem to be more engagements that come out of Bachelor in Paradise. Is it just that there's more people? Yeah, I think there's more guys and girls. So there's more opportunities for the engagements to happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say that's the main reason. It's totally focused just on, you know, falling in love. There's, you know, you're in the house with the guys and the girls, um, whereas on, you know, Bachelorette and Bachelor, you're, you're separate. So there's more opportunity to kind of get to know people more. 
And um, why do you think that the relationships that have survived that seem to be successful, why? Because you probably met some of these people. I mean, you've got Jade and Jade yeah, and Tanner. Yeah, wedding. Um, there's Jade and Tanner. There's JP yeah, and, and Ashley. Ashley. Yeah, they're, great. they're very happy. Carly and, and Evan yeah. are now expecting a baby. Like I said before, I mean, it could happen. Just like, you know, uh, if one out of nine happen, that's a success rate. Because it's, uh, like I said, it's not even that easy for it to happen in the real world. Yeah, it is a pretty, like, not bad success rate, I yeah. think. I, I mean, think so, too. And yeah. they're so happy. Yeah, it's great. I mean, like, if you see that, like, one out of ten people, and if they're, like, that happy, Oh, yeah, and then Sean and Catherine yeah, are really awesome. happy. Yeah. But you have to get through Bachelor or Bachelorette to get there. Right, <laughs> you right. have to suffer. First. And Sean yeah. and Catherine <laughs> didn't even have sex. Right, yeah, yeah. So oh they didn't even gosh. like do it in the fantasy suite. Right. Yeah. I don't, and I don't, they, they played checkers or something was going on in there. That's love. <laughs> yeah. That's that's when it works. Yeah. You know, well, we've we've interviewed several of them and the couples that have, have worked out and they all when they come in, they all seem so happy. Mm-hmm. Like they, it really has worked out for them. Yeah, no, it's great. I love seeing it for sure. So um, but I am really curious about a little more about how you said that there's only probably like four or five potentials that oh, yeah. a person could have. How, first of all, how do you, how do they narrow out the ones that are like, okay, you're the bachelor or the bachelorette. So Ari's going to be doing this. How do they know which are the ones that are just there for publicity? I mean, it's obvious when you have like the waboom guy. Right. I mean, <laughs> first of all, like, you know, in the real life, you kind of, you know, are physically attracted to people. So you, I think you weed out a good majority of the people that you don't have any physical uh, attraction to. Um, and then after the first day, you know, I mean, a hundred percent for sure, like who is just there to be a character or who's actually there to be there. Um, I knew I figured that out real quick on the first night with all the guys. Um, Cause they need characters. They need to make the show interesting. Yes. Cause if it was all like the same guys like myself. Then it would, it would be boring, you know, just the same personality, same character. So they got to, they definitely got to mix it up. Right. So you think it's pretty easy for the bachelor or bachelorette to tell like, who's not, who's just there for the excitement, the drama. Definitely. And then, and then the villain will get dragged along. Like they'll keep the villain on just cause it's good TV. You know, mm-hmm. like there's no way that the, the lead is interested in this <laughs> in, right. in the person. I think the only time that actually happened was with uh, uh, Ben and Courtney. Cause Courtney was kind of portrayed as the villain. Courtney. Yeah, I've got to remember who Courtney was. Courtney uh, Robertson. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. She had dark hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So you think he was actually interested in her? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, must have been sexual chemistry. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you think, like, what, what do you think about, like, having to make out, though, with so many people? Like, I would hate to have to kiss all those people. Yeah, I feel like they don't want to make out with half of them either. So, um I mean, I mean, you you weren't the bachelor, so you didn't have to do that. Right. You would have you just did it with Emily. Well, I guess you did some on Bachelor in Paradise. Oh yeah, did like a lot did of you feel? <laughs> did you ever feel compelled, like you had to make out with people? Not not in my experience, no. But uh, luckily enough, I had the first kiss with Emily, so they all got sloppy seconds afterwards. Uh, so <laughs> I have that claim. There, there. Um, there you no, go. I never felt forced. I never really. I mean. I don't really think there was a lot of meaning behind a lot of the kisses, but uh, just happened because that's, you know, what the show is. But, uh, but for The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, they do end up kissing a lot. Yeah. How do you think they feel about that? 
I don't even think they think twice about it. Really? Yeah. They are. They just do it no matter what. Like yeah. even though they might be grossed out. They. I don't think they're ever really grossed <laughs> out. They just do it. I don't know. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Maybe not. So just final word of advice for Ari. What is like the one thing that you want to tell him before, you know, he goes on the journey? Yeah, I would say to Ari just to continue to be himself. Um, he's a good person, good character. And um, like I said at the beginning, his best quality is that he's very transparent and honest. So he won't kind of, you know, lead people in different directions and he'll really like lead with his heart and go with what, you know, he thinks instead of, you know, being persuaded to go a different way. And do you think he'll have those serious conversations with his, his final four? Absolutely. He's a very romantic kind of serious guy. So he'll definitely have the conversations. And will he be up for kissing all those different women? He'll be, he'll kiss all 25. <laughs> I'll put money on that one. Okay. Well, there you have it. Uh, Hollywood life podcast listeners. You have it from, uh, um, Chris Bukowski who's very good friends with Ari. Lewin Dyke, who is the next bachelor. And Chris has given us some incredible insight into what uh, goes on behind the scenes in all the bachelor nation shows. And listen, you're going to have to come back and visit us Let's when, when Ari is on. So you can give us your analysis. I'll be here. Yes. I'm we so would- ready for the analysis. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'll and, break it down. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. That's a promise. That's you're, a promise. you're coming back okay. to break uh-huh. it down. And we're all keeping our fingers crossed that that you and Carly work things out. Go, Carly. Go, Carly. <laughs> Go, Carly and Chris. <laughs> She's going to love that. Thanks so much for coming okay. in, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thanks. For Thanks. Having me. Bye. Bye.